welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news and all other photograph announcements that we found interesting. It's Constant here, and here's Becky. What is the main news? The main news is that Nikon have launched some new Z promotions in the UK and Europe. This is off the back of the US promotions that we talked about last week. Uh, so after starting their, their sort of instant savings, mm -hmm. we now have some very attractive instant savings deals over here just for Z cameras and lenses. Mm, okay, so I can see that Z6 II, Z7 and Z7 II bodies get, I think, 180 of the bodies and then 360 of the kits. Mm -hmm. Z5 between 90 pounds off for the body and then 270 for the kits. And then Z50 gets 90 pounds off for bodies and the kits. That's right. And then lenses have discounts of up to 180 pounds. So if you are interested in taking advantage of any of those deals, have a look at the sales section on our website. We do have them all listed there with their updated prices. Fantastic. So what do you think is the best deal on that sale? Uh, to be honest, actually the 24-70 F4, mm. because it's 180 pounds off what is otherwise quite an expensive lens for a kit lens. Mm -hmm. um, but if you missed out on the opportunity to buy a 24-70 in a kit, then it's quite a good deal. It's about £619 or something. Absolutely. And I would suggest you, if you've got 24-70 mm. and you want to get 24-200, mm. it's only 669 on sale at the moment. Really and good. I'm sure you can flog the 24-70 on eBay for a good profit. <laughs> Not sponsored by eBay, by the way. No. Uh, now, these offers have already started. They will be running until the 19th, is it? 17th? Let's have a look. So the paper says it's from 14th of May till 19th of July. Okay, 19th of July. So you've got a little bit of time. It is kind of the summer savings, but don't miss out. If there are items that are not in stock, you can still purchase them now for delivery at a later stage when they come into stock. So you won't... You won't miss on the savings. Yeah, not in stock is pretty much the new normal um, <laughs> in this day and age. So in terms of this, yeah, do place an order as long as it's invoiced within those dates. You do get uh, the primes. Yeah. I want to commend Nikon to actually talking to each other to branches in the United States and Asia and launching similar campaigns. So yes. while the pricings and some items are different, let's say we don't have the 850 offer compared to the United States, That's it's true. still quite commendable that we do have promotions running in different regions. That is very true. On another promotional note, we also have a little promo. If you are thinking of trading in or selling your Nikon pre-loved equipment, specifically digital, but we also obviously buy film equipment as well. You are welcome to send us an email or fill out our little uh, entry form on the website under the Wanted for Cash page, and you get an extra 10% until the end of July. Absolutely, and if you want to fund your brand new mirrorless camera lens, <laughs> F-mount lenses have to go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. more on that later. Absolutely. <laughs> Give us like and subscribe. We just hit 7,000 subscribers. Yay! <laughs> so let's get it. Let's make it, you know, 8,000. 8, yeah, 9,000, 10,000, a million. <laughs> to the moon. The man can dream. Absolutely. Well, I'll meet you in Mars. You, know, you go to the moon, I go to Mars. Oh, you're going to Mars. Straight okay. away. Straight, together with my mate, Elon. <laughs> Elon, Elon. <laughs> you said Alan <laughs> with my mate Alan and then I immediately started going the name I must not say the <laughs> okay well What's... we lowered the bar let's go to we financials did... isn't it no uh, <laughs> no I refuse I refuse to do financials <laughs> alright let's give financials this week it's gonna... only 20 pages it's, it's basically 90% of all podcasts basically but that's fine let's just keep that 
Well, we're not going to skip it, but we'll talk about it in a minute. That's... Yeah, we thought we we're going to bore you to death at the beginning. No. But no, we are going to leave it to the end as a special event. Some of our viewers and listeners really like the financial stuff. Absolutely. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. But I'm... <laughs> so next up, before we cover the financials, uh, there is a rumor that Nikon have discontinued several F-mount lenses. We saw this on a Japanese article published by... Asobinet. Is that what it is? Dot com. Okay. Yeah. Um, so according to them, Nikon have discontinued lenses such as the 16 to 35 f4, 28 to 300, 200 f4, two, sorry, 200 f2 GVR, two, mm -hmm. uh, 16 to 80 DX lens, mm -hmm. 18 to 300, the compact version, and the 85 f3.5 micro. Now, that's shocking. It is. And then um, earlier this week, Nikon Rumors reported that AFP 18-55 has been discontinued as well. And they're saying that pretty much Nikon is phasing out their DX bodies. So 3500s, 5600s, and even D500s are difficult to come by. Yeah. I mean, I could have told you that they were phasing out the DX bodies based on the stock. But the D7500 and the D500 is news to me. I would not have expected that. And certainly that's not what we've heard in the UK this is data that's come from the US. Isn't yes, it? absolutely. So here's our take on this. So I called my uncle at Nikon and I said, well, look, apparently you can't get those lenses in the United States. Can we order them here? That's what he told me. 1635 F4 lens is currently in stock at Nikon UK and available to order. Mm. Uh, 28 to 300 and 200 F2 VR2 is out of stock, but still available. Uh, for order from Nikon UK. Mm. Now, 16 to 80, 18 to 300. So 16 to 80 is in stock, available. Uh, 18 to 300 and 85 mil is out of stock, but still available for order. So for dealers. Yeah, exactly. So that to us means that there is definitely still stock, maybe further back on the pipeline somewhere they're not being manufactured, but we don't have any data directly from Nikon regarding those lines being discontinued. Yeah. So now these news have been reported by American websites like Nikon Rumors and Petapixel. Mm. Tom Hogan, our mate Tom, wrote an article about this. And he covers uh, very similar stuff, but couple of points that he raised that I found quite interesting. First of all, he raised a very valid point on Nikon support and repair of discontinued products. Mm. So um, from what we know, Nikon has been fairly good uh, in servicing their discontinued um, cameras and lenses. So um, I think D3S has been, well, the repair stopped about a year ago. So that's about 10, 11 years since the release of D3S original, it came out in um, 2009. Mm -hmm. D4 is still being serviced, but then in terms of lenses, they still service lenses like H200 F2.8D, mm -hmm. and I know it firsthand since I deal with repairs. Some repairs, like 1735 repairs, uh, well, they still be in service, so, and Autofox mode is still replaceable on those. Yeah. But the question there is really, if we are starting to discontinue and for just phasing out those lenses, how long Nikon will support them? Yeah, I think that the standard rule of rule of thumb is kind of 10 years, but it tends to be longer than that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing how quickly 10 years can pass. I mean, Tom also writes about that. He says, I don't think of my lenses as investments, but rather depreciating assets used to produce revenue. You calculate their return over expected lifetime. At some point, you do the same thing with a US dollar 12,000 
dollar mm-hmm. lens you bought as Nikon just did with some factories. It no longer produces viable revenue reward for most of you. So you sell it off and move on to something that does. The question about how about this which state he lives because I want to add the tax on top of it to get the final figure. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's an interesting point because we tend to say, well, invest in lenses mm. and upgrade the bodies every now and then because yeah. you know lenses will stay with you forever. I think in this situation where we are kind of at a breaking point where we are switching the systems. Mm. So we're going from traditional SLR F-mount route into mirrorless system. And at this point, we need to invest in Z-glass. And we're going to talk about it later in our strategy, how we are switching into mirrorless system. Yeah. But also, um, the full f- well, F-mount lenses are starting to be- depreciate because we, we kind of know that eventually, in five years' time, if you're a professional photographer or you go for latest and greatest, I know people. some people still use film, but if you go for latest and greatest, in five years, we probably will all be using mirrorless systems. For the for the vast majority. I mean, obviously, there are still some people that write to us even now who are using D1s and D2s. Yeah, and they write with a fountain pen <laughs> and they spray perfume on them and seal them before do, sending it to I us. I do that. Exactly. So, you know. Um, but... It just goes to show that Nikon equipment generally is so well made that it will last and last if you look after it. Um, if you're a working professional, however, it's, I would say, generally best to keep with the times as much as possible. Most people will skip an upgrade or two mm-hmm. before they move over. Uh, anyway, it still remains to be seen as to whether or not these lenses will be discontinued in the UK, but the information is there. Do with it what you will. Absolutely. And since we're kind of skipping a bunch of news, uh, let's go to the discussion point. So okay. to tie it all together, I want to check with you because obviously, you know, we, we know that the mirrorless is coming. It's here, but, yes. you know, we know it's coming and eventually we all will be using it. What's your strategy, Becky, into switching from F-mount lenses to Z, well, from DSLRs and F-mount to Z system cameras? Maybe I'll ask you this after the podcast. I've got a dilemma. Okay, tell me. (laughs) Tell me now, on air. (laughs) On air. Um, So I obviously have a lovely selection of manual glass. Mm -hmm. Not going to get rid of that. Works well with my FM3A and my F6. Mm -hmm. And... um, also with the FTZ with my Z6. And those are particularly good for certain types of shot. Mm-hmm. But then I have quite a few AFS mount lenses. Mm-hmm. F mount, AFS F mount lenses. Um, I have a macro. I have mm-hmm. a couple of macros, which I use a lot. Obviously, we're expecting they're on the roadmap. Mm-hmm. They'll turn up on the Z lineup pretty soon. Yeah, I think your approach in collection is you got to have them all, isn't it? Got to, all of them. Yeah like pokemon you got to catch them all mm-hmm. um and then we've got i've got several primes for example i'm kind of doubled up with my 35 1.4 mm-hmm. afs and i also have the 35 1.8 z lens mm-hmm. do i use both no but mm-hmm. one of them works on my f6 the other one doesn't mm. so. so what you say when you have too much money you don't really need to change lenses you can just buy add lenses to your collection you don't need to sell the other ones i don't think that um that's a problem because i don't see those youtube revenues myself (laughs) what i'm saying is that i need to sell some lenses in order to fund more lenses and the question is which lenses do i get rid of okay but did you sit down with your family one night in the last couple of months and say well we i am switching to z series what is the best strategy to get the right lenses in and sell the lenses that I don't need? I definitely didn't sit down with my family because they no. wouldn't have a clue what I was talking about. Okay. They think I'm speaking a foreign language when I do these videos. Okay. But my extended family, Grace Westminster, um, mm-hmm. I will 
probably slowly migrate most of my lenses over to Z lenses. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have a small selection that I use with my film cameras. Mm -hmm. And then pretty much everything else I think will become Z lineup as Nikon bring out more and more lenses on the roadmap. Okay, so you what you will do is you will still keep your film cameras and you won't have lenses to use on those film cameras. Yes. I guess you will still have a DSLR, which you can use those lenses in, and you will have a Z-series camera. I will probably make the switch entirely to Z. Mm -hmm. so, so the there's... digital SLR will go away, but the film SLRs will stay with yes, you. Okay. Right. Yeah. And that's why you, you need to have F-mount lenses as well as yeah. Z lenses. If I didn't shoot film at all, then mm -hmm. obviously for me, the logic would be just to have entirely a Z-mount system, mm -hmm. but I still get a lot of enjoyment out of shooting film. So I don't want to change over completely. What about you? I'm looking at it from the point of getting commercial jobs every mm -hmm. now and then. And we as YouTubers who occasionally take photographs, um, I know, I know it's, uh, it's not many people expect people, you know, YouTubers take photographs, but um, <laughs> as occasional commercial shooter, I'm looking at this point yeah. that G850 is still my main com professional camera. Mm -hmm. I have Z6 and this is my holiday camera. This is my fun camera to take with me on walks with my puppy. I do have the trinity of lenses, the 14 to 24 and 24 to 70 and 70 to 100. And I do have my 85 and 104 primes as mm. well as 50 as well. What I'm looking at is I know that at some point I will need Z8 in my life. Yeah. Whenever it comes out. Not Z9, it's, I think it's a bit too expensive for me, and uh, D850 is a bargain at £2,500. Yeah. I'm thinking that I will eventually sell my Trinity and upgrade to the Z equivalent. Okay. And current promotion is quite good. They're still on the expensive side because you're looking at something like £2,000 each lens. Yeah, but, but slightly you know, more enticing than they were a week ago. Exactly, and then maybe looking at secondhand, maybe one nice secondhand comes up and mm. I will um, swap those. I will still keep my portrait prime lenses because I do believe that 85 and 105 are the best portrait lenses and 85.18 is not going to cut it for me. Mm. So I will wait for again 85.1.2 that is rumored. So, um, so my idea is I know that I have probably 18 months before I get my hands on Z8. Yes. Gradually, I will update those lenses. So I will have pro sets up for, let's say, events and other things. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I think I'll just get 24 to 200 and sell my 24 to 70 F4 and that's going to be my trail setup. Yeah, that makes sense. And that was point of discussion. What is your strategy in upgrading into that system? Do please leave us a comment below. We would like to know what you think. Absolutely. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, Nikon released their 2021 fiscal year financial reports. Brace yourself. That's all I have to say on it. All right, so financial year ended on 31st of March, 2021. As it generally does. Exactly. And finally, on 13th of May, 2021, they released a financial report. So we kind of expected everything, isn't it? We, we knew that the year is going to be down with lots of little things happening, you know, pandemic and other things, you know. Little tiny exactly. life-altering events. <laughs> so based on that, we have a revenue which is 451.2 billion yen, down 139 billion yen. Okay, so the revenue was down. Okay, so imaging products revenue decreased by 75 billion yen. Okay, also down. So sounds like 
you know, huge with billion yen, you know. So um, in dollars, it's not that bad. But, you know, operation profit is down as well. It's negative, uh, uh, minus 56.2 billion yen, down 62.9 billion yen. So this is due to the write downs and restructuring costs. We covered mm -hmm. all this on all the 20 Nikon reports that we had yes. so far. So, and uh, yeah, the company... They lost money and the imaging group lost money due to decreased sales due to pandemic as well. Yeah. So now one thing that you've pointed out many times is that this report is going to look worse because then the next reports are going to look great in comparison. Exactly. Kind of so here's the bad news and the good news because the bad news is this is all out now. Yeah. So the good news is it's only out from here and we're going to mention it later on. So, so let's go through all the bad stuff. It's not really bad. Q4 is actually was really good. Oh, okay. Remember, the Q1 was literally around the pandemic time. So it was April, a lot of countries in lockdown. Mm. So the sales are quite low. However, the imaging group loss was less than forecasted due to better than forecast sales in the last two quarters. So Q3 and Q4 was actually really good. So the last two quarters of the financial yeah. year kind of made up for the rather rubbishy yeah. start. Okay, good. So Nikon ILC market share, so interchangeable lens camera market share is... 50.2% or 850,000 units. That's 15.2%. 15.2, yeah, yes. like 50. I know, I tend to exaggerate. <laughs> Lens market share was 14.8, not 40.8, as <laughs> I said previously, which is 1.35 million units. Z6 and Z7 II uh, sales were strong and they can't build enough for demand. Mm, yes. And that's, that's why they've been out of stock all this time. The slide we're going to show, so we can move on to the next one. And you see, I've got some notes in here. Oh, joy. Yeah, so obviously revenue is down. Restructuring, that's the note I have. Nikon estimate was actually, yeah, they, they've lost 56.2 billion. Their estimate was 75 billion yen. Okay, so they thought they were going to lose more. Yeah, than they actually exactly. Did. So it's actually pretty good. I mean, I'm, it's still down. It is. It's still negative, but it's pretty good. Uh, let's go to results for Nikon imaging products and business. So that's basically a division that makes cameras and lenses. Because mm -hmm. Nikon has other things like yeah. healthcare. They do. Uh, manufacturing of parts. Uh-huh. Some other things that I don't remember. Optics, robots, Optics, you exactly. name it, they do it. <laughs> All right. So they surpassed their own forecast. This is good news. The forecast was 450 um, million yen revenue. Actual revenue is 451 Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, the, exactly. Operating pro profit down 65%, uh, six, sorry, 65 billion yen, and actually it's 56.2. Okay, you see, that's pretty good. So, a lot of the things is one time cost. This is important. So, what is one time cost? Moving the factories from Japan to Thailand. Mm -hmm. The problem with that, actually, during the pandemic. They, you actually, you're not just moving the stuff and shipping stuff there and they build up. You need to send people in. You do. People have to quarantine. Yes. People have to come back to see their family and they have to quarantine. Yes. So all this, obviously, slow them down and increase the cost as well. Mm. So, But this is what the one-off um, cost is. They also did a corporate restructuring and that will allow them to save 12 billion yen in the future as well. Okay. So that's pretty good. Uh, looking at imaging divisions, so... Sales volumes down substantially on market shrinkage. Okay. Yeah, less people buying cameras. Yes. And the impact of COVID-19. Um, so shift on models for pro hobbies. So what they say is we actually, we're going to stop making those entry level things. Mm -hmm. Let's make a hobbyist and pro cameras with a higher margin. Okay. So let's have a look at the sales in unions by product category. So 
the one on this slide, we need to concentrate on the right-hand side where we have last four quarters, right? Yeah. 2021 is the quarter. So it's half 2020, half 2021. You can clearly see that the first two quarters, the, the first one was a COVID April. Yeah, yes. April to June, very low sales, and then it starts to increase in quarter two, quarter three. So quarter three is actually Christmas period. Mm. So that's why you start to see an increase there. So people buying presents, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, in Q4, we have a lower sales because it's a January to March period. And generally in retail, you see that from January to March, once the Christmas period is over, people buying less. So generally yeah. then we have an uptick towards summertime, isn't it? Yeah. So according to this, the interchangeable lens camera market share was 15.2%, mm -hmm. 850,000 units. Yeah, not 50 yeah. Mm -hmm. And the lens market share was 14.8%, which is 1.35 million units. Absolutely. And then let's have a look at the breakdown by segment and country. So, first of all, the country sales. The first place is China. Surprise, surprise. So, I thought United States was the market. China took over. And that's interesting to see because, obviously, when you're starting to look at the bigger markets, obviously, company companies, they design products for the market specifically. Yes. So as we know, in Asian countries, the Nikon One system was quite popular at the yeah. time. Yeah, it's true. So it's interesting. So China got on the first place with 27%. United States is at 25%. And then we have Japan in Europe at 16%. And others, so other regions at 16%. Now, here's what's interesting. Mm -hmm. The previous year, the US had 34% of the share and China was only 19%. So that's a colossal change from one to the next. Whereas the other regions haven't changed much at all, the difference between the amount that's sold in China and the US has, has actually changed quite dramatically. Absolutely. I think the tension between US and China currently is not only economic tensions, but also camera market tensions. Yeah, exactly. They're to blame. Now, also, it's interesting to see that Nikon's imaging products made up 33% of the total revenue, revenue and precision equipment made up 41%. The microscopes. Yeah. And then we have industrial um, metrology. Is that what that says? I can't read it. Yeah. Yes. Metrology. It's astronomy and metrology. So what's your sign of horoscope? <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Can I'm a Gemini. <laughs> are you? Yes, of course you are. Can you see the double face? <laughs> now you see it, now you don't. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Um, no, I'm joking. So <laughs> healthcare uh, was 14% and industrial metrology and others, as they call it, was 12%, not astronomy or astrology. Okay. So that was part one of the financial results. So let's go to the forecast for next year. Okay. Company and imaging group both will make a profit according to Nikon. Actually, Nikon is forecasting profit in all five of its groups. Okay. Okay. That's really good. The imaging group profit will be modest, but sales are expected to be up 10%, mostly through a better first half of fiscal year. Which we're already seeing. Absolutely, with all these promotions. Mm -hmm. But who knows, maybe there will be new announcements. And that could improve things even further. Absolutely, in Q2. ILC market share is forecasted 12.9%, so 750 units, uh, thousand units. Lens market share forecasted 13.4%, 1.3 million units. And the all vendors ILC interchangeable lens cameras unit volume is expected to be 5% higher. Well, Canon estimated 10%. Nikon is modest about it. They're going 5% higher. Absolutely. I wonder why that is. Not that you're going to answer that for me here, but <laughs> just curious. I think Nikon is very humble. There's that. I mean, I have seen on some reports because I actually do look at some things, stats. You do? On the internet, occasionally. That um, Canon did have the larger 
market share overall. Yeah. And then Nikon were, I think, very close to second place with Sony, mm -hmm. slightly below, I think. So they came in third overall. They actually switched places now. So Canon is still a leader. Mm. But now Sony is on the second place yeah. and Nikon is on the third place. Interesting. So I wonder if Canon, therefore, based on that, are going, mm -hmm. well, we're going to increase our sales 10%. Potential. Absolutely, we'll go to eleven. <laughs> uh, let's go, have a look at the total revenue forecast for next year. So, this year they got four hundred fifty-one point uh, two billion yen. Uh, they are projecting five hundred and ten billion yen. Mm -hmm. Operating profit going from negative fifty-six point two billion yen going to positive twenty billion yen. Right. So that is seventy-six point two billion yen difference. It is impressive. Quick math. Exactly. It's good to have a slide in front of you, isn't it? Um, profit before income taxes this year, minus 45.3 billion yen. Next year, 22 billion yen. Again, positive. Yeah. 67.3 billion yen difference. Yes. Profit attribute owners to parent. Don't know what that means, but minus 34.4 this year, 16 billion yen next year. I don't know who the parent is. but <laughs> Well, they're not my parents. No. I can tell you that. What does EPS mean? Do you know? EPS means earnings per share. I just read it. Oh, I, I should have known this. <laughs> so this is what actually I like. Earnings per share goes from negative ninety three point ninety six billion yen to forty three point fifty seven billion yen. It's hundred and thirty seven point five billion yen difference. And if you stock owner, you get increase in your dividends from twenty yen per share to thirty yen per share. How many shares do you have, Becky? You look so excited when you talk about these things. It's adorable. <laughs> well, I have one share, and I'm looking forward to receiving my 30 yen. Ah, great. Okay, let's have a look at forecast for imaging business. Uh, so the, what does DCIL stand for again? Digital camera yeah. interchangeable lenses. lenses. Yeah. It's uh, DCIL. Yeah. That's what I call cameras nowadays. Did you buy that DCIL D850? I think they should abbreviate it to like DIL and then... <laughs> <laughs> and another one's going to be a time, time. Something like that. Okay, so the digital camera interchangeable lens market is expected to grow 5%. Okay, year on year. That's pretty good. Uh, the con They're continuing, sorry, they plan to continue to advance shift towards high-end and mid-range models, mm -hmm. which we're kind of expecting. Okay, and again, so lower volume, higher margins. Yes. So rather than concentrating on entry level, we're looking at, mid prosumer consumer and pro exactly what they what they said and we talked about it before they want to be profitable at revenue of 150 billion yen which is reasonably small revenue but they want to stay profitable at those levels yeah. so anything above this is a bonus exactly and then they want to expand further the lineup of mirrorless bodies and lenses compared to the previous year and achieve sales growth driven primarily by mirrorless now when they say expand further compared to the previous year, we saw in 2020, what, two, three bodies and mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, I think four lenses, something mm -hmm. like that. Okay, yeah, and we are looking at uh, at least, well, they mentioned bodies, so it's multiple bodies, mm -hmm. so I would say at least two, and then um, according to many interviews, they say 12 lenses this year, this mm -hmm. financial year. So we're, we're ready and waiting. Absolutely, any minute now. <laughs> and then they want to focus on stable supply of parts, including semiconductors for cameras and lenses. Yes. Again, we talked about shortage of semiconductors all over the world, not just in camera equipment, but audio equipment, electronic cars, computers. Yeah. So what they say is we want to make sure that we have enough chips yeah. to be able to produce enough cameras. Exactly. 
Um, I don't understand that. Okay, well, uh, they expect profits to increase by 17 billion yen, uh, and they expect them to reduce the business cost by 11 billion yen. Oh, okay, that's what that meant. Yeah, let's have a look at um, their R&D expenditures. R&D is research and development. So we are looking at this year, they're going to spend 25% of their total um, you know, budget for R&D on imaging products, Okay, which is really good. Mm. And that is equals to 16 billion yen. So now it is actually lower than, than 2021, where they spent 60.9 billion yen on research and development. Um, it's still um, about 10% of revenue, and which is above the historical average right. for the research and development for imaging products. Interesting. So we would say, oh, it's down last year, but it's actually still way above what they used to spend. Pretty good. Promising. Absolutely. They are in a free cash flow. So we're looking at 22.9 billion yen of free cash. or equal. Well, I did my math via Google. Not me personally. Google did it for me. So, um, And it's about $275 million. Amazing. So, so they have some cash. They have some cash. And actually combined cash with assets is pretty good as well. Again, for people saying Nikon is dying, they're not. They can sell more stuff more assets and still be in profit. They stole some stock. Remember we talked about it? Mm -hmm. I think it still was a GameStop. It was a good play. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they are positive. They are not negative in this respect. We talked about uh, cash dividends. They're going up from this year. Actually, last year, they paid 10 yen per share and they're expecting to pay 30 yen per share. Excellent. Not bad. Should we go through number of employees? If we must. N yes. Nikon Corporation employs 19,448 employees. This is down from 20,190 employees from last year. So the difference is about 700 employees, just roughly. Yes. That's not bad. No, it's not, it's bad, not bad. Considering that other companies have actually had a slightly harder time. Absolutely. What's good about this as well, in their medium-term management plan, mm -hmm. they said that they actually moved 1,500 employees from different positions into gross, uh, gross segments. Right. So effectively, they didn't fire people. Mm, they just moved them. Exactly. Okay. They said, we need help there. Let's do it. Uh, in Europe, well, Outside of Japan, Nikon employs 10,619 employees, and that's down from 11,408. So that is about 800. Mm -hmm. And we talked, I think they, they, uh, they quite a few people were let go in the United States, isn't it, and Canada. And they, 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 a lot of them were tech support, right? That's right. N Nikon Pro Services and tech support staff. Yeah. So that was the forecast. The part three is progress of medium term and management plan. Okay. So we talked. I remember this. Yes. I got excited because I actually remembered something. This is not numbers. <laughs> it's not numbers. Okay. I remember we talked about Nikon's management plan. Yes. Um, when was it? Nikon report number like four or something. Yeah. Is it, it? Does it excite you because you're a general manager? Is that what it is? is <laughs> I it, love management yeah? plans. Okay. Um, it's also because they had this great strategy and mm -hmm. I'm now curious to see how they have progressed on this strategy. Well... They basically say... I don't know why my voice went so high-pitched there. Progress! It's just excitement, <laughs> isn't it? So, they have this blue box which says, build a foundation for mid-long-term growth. It's pretty generic, I'll be honest. <laughs> but that means that Nikon is a growth company. Yes. 
So they want to grow in all directions, and we talked about this. But what they say, we are making solid progress, building a foundation for growth. Very good. Accelerating measures aimed at scaling up. That's good. It's mm-hmm. it's so generic that I don't know what they mean. But the idea is it's going up, isn't it? It's getting better. Yes, the components business has yeah. entered a money-making phase. Ooh, money-making. Like the money, money, money. The money-maker? That's right. And uh, also says in the material processing business, making progress in open innovation and customer development. Yeah. They continue M&A strategy. So it's mergers and acquisitions. Again, that's something we covered. Mm-hmm. They bought its stake in this, um, you know, 3D manufacturing company That's for space right. things. They send in some sort of satellites into space. They, they're going into 6G with SoftBank. They're doing a huge amount on the 3D printers, yeah. on the... Um, Remember there were drones as well? Drones, medical, uh, yeah. far more medical developments and working with development... Uh, sorry, medical companies. So, and that's all... Part of M&A. Absolutely. Money-making phase. Excellent. So they're also talking about achieving ROE of 8% or higher return on equity. Right. They want to put money, they want to make money. Mm-hmm. So this is all good. Let's have a look at the imaging division. That's, I think, what's important for us photographers. They want to focus on pro and hobbyist and mirrorless. Develop BTOB, which is business-to-business opportunities, mm-hmm. and restructure to return to a stable business. Yeah, we already actually do some B2B sales, so yeah. Um, yeah, usually I deal with them, so you don't know. <laughs> I thought B2B is bro-to-bro, but you know. <laughs> so when we have companies or educational institutions or schools that need a large quantity of cameras, lenses, etc., they can't actually deal directly with Nikon. Mm. Um, there's no that's where we come so in so we come in so if you do have a business or school or any kind of educational institution and you're needing a large quantity of products then we actually do B2B sales believe it or not it's not, we don't have a department or division for it it's just me but <laughs> but if we sell a large quantity then we all go on holiday <laughs> that's not true that's not how it works everyone's happy that's why Becky has so many lenses in her collection <laughs> Yeah, most of my lenses are like, I bought scratched ones or dented ones because they were cheap. They're not in beautiful condition. <laughs> I don't care about the occasional mosquito in my lens. No, still takes pictures, isn't it? You can't see it. And I do like softbox effect on my fungus lens, you know. <laughs> so, with all that wrapped up in this fun presentation, what we can say is Nikon told us that it was a bad year where... We were negative on our revenues, you know. But it was expected. Exactly. They warned us before we covered it in the past. Now, the bad news out of the way, I expect Nikon to announce some new things. Yes. We're expecting some new releases, hopefully very soon. Absolutely. And then another point of view is, well, people say, well, yeah, it's going to be a bad quarter. So why Nikon stock is up 60% year to date? That's a lot. Check this morning. It's open $5.99 on 4th of January. This morning it was at $9.99. That is good. I should have bought more shares. Yes. You should We'll get my lumber now, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know. It depends on how many shares you bought. Absolutely. Well, at the moment I can probably afford a lamb steak, but not a lumber, you know. (laughs) Um, Thank you very much for um, all people who helped us. Len Shepard, Tom Hogan, my puppy. 
she's assistant, you know, she just helps me. So, you know? so contributing. Exactly, a stress relief. Yeah. You know, uh, we're going to put all the links. It's uh, there are quite a few links there in the description below. So if you want to research, if you want to spend your time digging into the spreadsheets and graphs, be my guest. Feel free. So now for the third party news, Koken has announced a new NX series 100mm filter holder system with support for the Nikkor Z 14-30 f4 lens. Uh, they do say note that slight vignetting may occur at 15mm if using the NX series filter holder with three filters and rotated around by 45 degrees. All right, so you have to really follow the steps to get there. To get vignetting, you'd really have to make an effort to, to get vignetting, but obviously someone will notice and point it out. Quite a few companies release the filters for 1424Z lens, isn't it? They, I think it's a fourth or fifth company that's been reported on. This is for the 14 to 30, according to your headline. Is that wrong? It's probably is right. <laughs> but I'm glad you're paying attention. You know, <laughs> So 1430, 1424, potato, potato. I mean, it's true what you say. Quite a lot of companies have released filters for the 1424. That's not what this is about, <laughs> but, but it's true. All right, next up, Viltrox will announce six new autofocus lenses for Nikon Z mount, three APS-C and mm -hmm. three full frame. Uh, Viltrox had on display six new AF mirrorless lenses at the China International Photographic Equipment and Technology Fair in Beijing. Very nice. So what lenses are these? Uh, so for the full frame, we have the 24 f 1.8, mm -hmm. the 35 1.8, mm -hmm. and the 50 1.8. Okay, they're all autofocus lenses, which is good. They are, so far, there's only one autofocus third-party lens, the 85 1.8. That's right. So these are three editions, which is nice from Viltrox. And then also we've got three DX lenses, all primes. Uh, 23 millimeter f 1.4, mm -hmm. a 33 millimeter f 1.4, mm -hmm. and a 56 millimeter f 1.4. Uh, Viltrox already also have two Z mount lenses out, which are one's yeah. manual focus. Yeah. So so H5 that I mentioned is autofocus, mm -hmm. and then they also have 20 manual focus as well. Um, I think it's it's a really good thing that uh, they're releasing those lenses. We also know that Nikon has announced NDX lenses for their Z system. So this is a nice thing to have for Z uh, DX users. Yeah, I would say. exactly. I don't know. From what I can see on the roadmap, we also don't have any DX primes yet slated. Mm -hmm. So it's quite a nice way for DX users to get there at the moment. And I'm assuming that the price point of these is going to be particularly good. Yeah, they're fairly inexpensive compared to Nikon stuff. But yeah. as well, optically, I think they're going to be about what the price you pay for. Yeah. Fair enough. This week, we also saw a release of several third-party F-mount lenses, Zenitar 60mm macro f2.8. My people. And Selena. <laughs> Selena. 58mm f1.9. Selena Dion. <laughs> Selena Dion. <laughs> Why? Selena 58mm f1.9 It's all lens. that sugar in my blood. It is now. I should not ever let you have a brownie during the podcast. So those lenses are obviously Russian. Zenta. I even have a Russian watch in my hand. Oh. A present from a comrade. <laughs> All right. So, so the macro lens weighs 590 grams, mm -hmm. has six aperture blades, mm -hmm. is manual focus, is designed with seven groups of eight elements. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be eight elements in seven groups. 
probably, but okay. it's, a, it's a Russian description, so it's a seven groups and eight elements. Fair enough. Uh, and minimum focusing distance is 23 centimeters. Not bad. The cost is 490 American dollars. Yeah, pretty average for a macro lens. Absolutely. Then the Selena. Dion. Control yourself. 58mm f1.9 is going to weigh 450 grams. It's manual focus, has eight aperture blades, uh, four elements in three groups, a minimum focusing distance of 80 centimeters, and a front diameter of 62 millimeters. Zenit also announced new lenses for astrophotography that will be produced at Litkarina Optical Glass Plant, LGOS. The first set of new lenses is modernized Rubina with focal lengths of 300mm, 500mm and 1000mm. Wow, so we're going to pop the pictures up there so that you can see them, but that's a very nice addition to the lineup. Absolutely, and you don't need to speak Russian to order them from their website. No, although I will say you said LZOS and I was kind of like, what? It's LZ because we're in England. All right, next up. What's next? The things we don't understand. In a segment, <laughs> in a segment, the things we don't understand. Again, Nikon in Bionic Surface Technologies announced joint development agreement. Now, what does that mean? So, <laughs> so Nikon announced a Nikon announced a strategic joint development agreement with Bionic Surface Technologies (BST) mm -hmm. experts in recreating. Sorry, experts in creating solutions and optimizing efficiency using computational fluid dynamics and riblet technology. Riblets, unlike giblets, are specifically designed microsurface structures shaped like small grooves on the skin of a shark that are designed to reduce viscosity, frictional loss by controlling boundary layer turbulence. Hold on, Becky, I have a picture of that. Here you go. That should make it a lot easier for you. Ah, so it's like shark skin. Exactly. Okay, so riblets are effective in reducing drag in airplanes and other means of transport, as well as wind and gas turbines and various machinery operating in highly turbulent environments. And it helps when you go into the moon, isn't it? It probably does. Not that I would have much experience with that. So essentially, Nikon are going to collaborate with them um, to combine their expertise to determine optimal riblet shapes. Yeah, they will combine sharks with cameras. <laughs> sharks with lasers. The Austin shark, Powers. shark. Well, it, always, it always devolves to Austin Powers jokes, the podcast. <laughs> His dream is to have the sharks with the lasers yes, on the head. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's go into the review section. Okay. Photography Live published the article which is called The Best Lenses for Nikon Z7 and Z7 II. Yes, it's got lots of graphs and charts. Uh, this is a great article to sink your teeth into. They have highly recommended most of the lenses, actually, and only just recommended a couple and partly recommended the little kit lens. Okay, so let's have a look. So the basic recommend everything. So 1424, 2470, both f4 and 2.8, 1700, all the primes pretty much 1.8s and 1.2s. Mm. Now, what they don't recommend? <laughs> the DX lenses. The DX lenses. Understandably. Yeah, I don't use DX lenses either. On, I mean, DX lenses on your full frame camera, we can kind of understand where they've gone down that route. They've also only partly recommended the 24 to 200 and the 24 to 50, mm -hmm. but they've upped the 24 to 200 to recommended at the 35mm focal length yeah. alone. In my opinion, it's still the best all rounder you can ever make. Yeah. And if you just want to have one lens, it's a really good lens to get. Mm -hmm. Obviously, not a professional lens. No. Now, the Nikon DX, sorry, the Nikon Z62 camera DXO Mark sensor test score is 94. Mm. So. <laughs> We just, it's the school of weird noises today. 
So there is this from there is this copy pasta? Yes. Okay. But so, it's not a Japanese. No. Well, they say. Is it in italics? Yes, I know. I was just double checking. Like a hint. <laughs> Thank you. So they say, while it's good to see Nikon moving forward with its second generation models, the sensor performance of the Z62 hasn't really changed a great deal over the original. As a state-of-the-art 24 megapixel BSI CMOS sensor, it was already an excellent performer. What's more interesting, perhaps, is that while Nikon and Sony share similar sensors, there isn't much to differentiate between the performance, while Canon, which makes its own sensors, has been making some inroads. Even so, with its excellent all-round sensor performance, the Z62 remains a worthy choice for photojournalism, wedding and portrait photographers, and it's also a good fit for occasional video products projects. A quick reminder that DxO also rated Z7 Mark II a couple of weeks ago, and they gave it a score of 100. Mm -hmm. For your read, watch and listen segment, we have your essential guide to Nikon on-flash camera by Nikon School. They also published an article on how to photograph a lunar eclipse. The next one, according to Google, was scheduled to May 16, 2022. Uh, so there's plenty of time. Yes. <laughs> I was like, hold on, that's like a year away. Get ready now. Mm-hmm. Well, learn now and then you'll be prepared. And then try to remember a year later. <laughs> I'm sure that article won't disappear in the next year. Uh, Nikon USA uploaded three new interviews, more like monologues, with Nikon engineers on the Z1424 24 to 70 and 70 to 200 2.8 lenses via their YouTube channel. So basically, you have a Nikon engineer holding a lens and he says, to be or not to be? That is the question. Exactly. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or by opposing end them. What she said. <laughs> but about lenses. <laughs> Most people don't know the full. I used to know the whole dialogue, monologue. Anyway, it's from Hamlet. Well, to die, next to die, time to we'll get a skull. <laughs> You know, Sorry. for you, so you can hold it. Thank you. I watch those videos, they're not very long, so I don't have a long attention span, so a two-minute video is good for me. Actually, I personally think the video is really good from a marketing point of view, and I really wish that actually Nikon used more engineers talking about their lenses in their marketing material. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we were also reminded of a video that was posted to YouTube by Nikon last year, was mm -hmm. it? I think it's the David Douglas Duncan interview as part of the Nikon 100th anniversary on YouTube. Well worth a watch if you didn't catch that first time round. And next we have a trailer for what looks like a wonderful film about Polaroid. It's called An Impossible Project and it's coming out soon. Yes, it does truly. Uh, the trailer alone is worth watching just because... It looks fantastic and thoroughly enjoyable. It's uh, shot completely on 35mm. Yep. We're looking forward to seeing it when it comes yeah. out. Soundtrack recorded live onto vinyl. Yes. And titles are handprinted by Eric Spiekerman. Wow. For some people who don't know what Eric who Eric Spiekerman is, he's undoubtedly one of the best-known typographers and designers in the world with his notable identities for Audi, Volkswagen, and Bosch, and his hugely successful redesign of The Economist Journal, his influence on contemporary graphic design is undisputed. Now. <clears throat> we can skip the rest. But do you want to talk about what Impossible Project actually did for Polaroid? Because uh, we kind of covered the trailer, but actually we... <laughs> <laughs> it's like finding Vivian Meyer. <laughs> Go have a look at it. It's like finding Nemo, you know? <laughs> so... Um, I mean, I'd like I can read this because we've talked about yeah what's how it's filmed, but let's talk about the yeah. content of it. Yeah. Okay, so you probably know the story. It first started in 2008 when Kodak said they'd be stopping all Polaroid film production. 
In a world dominated by zeros and ones, eccentric scientist Florian Doc Caps endeavors to protect the future of analog and inspire people to connect with real things. His crusade begins with an impossible mission to save the last Polaroid factory. It's not bad, isn't it? It sounds so dramatic and it's very exciting. And it's got really good vibe into the trailer. I just want to drink wine in a European countryside looking at my Polaroids and watching this movie. It's actually really beautifully done. I'm really, really looking forward to it when it does come out. Well, hopefully we'll see it in the cinemas. Otherwise, I'm sure that on any streaming platform it will be available for free. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for joining us today. That's it for today, isn't it? Yeah, thank you for watching and or listening. You can find all the pictures, links to articles in the description box and the podcast notes. Please do give us a like and a subscribe and feel free to follow us and leave us a review on podcast platforms as well. Absolutely. If I want to follow you, Becky, where can I find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca underscore Danese. And you? Uh, I'm on Instagram as well. Yeah, I kind of left my space. And now on Instagram at constantcoachkin.com. At Constant Kochkin. <laughs> but if you add .co.uk, it will be my website. <laughs> it's down, down with the cool kids. It's too much sugar, isn't it? <laughs> it really? is way too much sugar. Thank you uh, once again. And no, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.